0: Hello everyone, my name is Misun Donahue and as you know my podcast is called You Are Still Going to Die, no matter what, we're all going to die. So from that place, that when you know that you are going to die, this is not a permanent gig, once you understand that concept, you begin to look at your life, at least I hope you do, a little differently, maybe live a little more presently and mindfully. So this conversation that I've been holding with different friends of mine, and they are all different friends of mine, this is not a uh, um, uh, teach, uh, I'm trying to, what, what is the word that I'm looking for, is that this is a dialogue conversation I think we all need to have in this world. It's not that we need another teacher in the world, but perhaps sharing what we know with each other and our comforts and discomforts in this world. So Kenneth and Kimberly, uh, who we are going to be speaking today, is a brothers and sister. They happen to be my dear friends, but they started as my neighbor. I'm not even sure I like them. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but they are the dearest and sweetest people that I know, but don't get thanked, don't so don't get me wrong. When I say sweet, I don't mean like an ice cream and sugar candies. <laughs> they are self-present. Um, uh, uh, they are intelligent. Kimberly owns her own insurance agency, and Kenneth works with his sister as well as he works, what can I say, where you work?
1: Uh, a major technology company.
0: Yes, major technology yes. company. They are ambitious, but they are lovely people. And recently, I had a conversation. There's a multiple conversation I want to have, and I'm not sure this episode going to cover everything. But so I will just tell you what the conversation that um, I was having with Kenneth. And so Kenneth was. Um, that what's it like to be a black man in America in 2022? We're just coming through a pandemic with all that has taken place in the last several years. Well, actually hundreds some more years, but last few years has been more present because due to iPhones and everything else, everybody recording. And just, we are living in a strange time. So I have asked Kenneth that what is it like to be a black man? Then I heard him speaking to a friend of his one day. And he said something like 25. I wanted to live to 25 past. And I said, I don't understand what does that mean? And he began to explain to me, I'm a mother. I have a son. I am an Asian American. I feel what he was saying, but certainly my son did not go through what he went through, the discrimination and everything else. So I thought it would be a really interesting conversation to be had, and all of us to learn something, how do you Live in this world. How do you navigate every single day? That when you wake up in the morning, that sense of awareness. You know that some people wake up and the biggest thing they're worrying about is, you know, do I, am I wearing my clothes right? You know, did I get X Y and Z done? Well, from my understanding and from what I can feel, and I also have an Amer- African American son-in-law, so I am um, more um, exposed to to what they are going through. Because if you're not in it, you can think about that, you understand, but you don't really. So that was the conversation I wanted to have with Kenneth. I wanted to expl- him to explain to me. And since he's not a popster, he not, he's not an old like me, but he <laughs> is still that in, in between my son's age. And he has a son. So how does he navigate through this life? And what kind of advice he gives to his son? So that was a, one of the questions. Kimberly, I wanted to ask her. She's a dynamic. She loves traveling. She's adventurous, and she's she's very certain of herself, let me tell you, of her <laughs> likes and dislikes at all. But you know that she decided early on that she wanted a business. She went into the military, so she's a veteran, and she runs her own business, and she has this sense of herself. And again, what's it like to be? Um, I think Kimberly maybe will not kill me, but she's cross from me, so she may not kick me. I think again, she's my son's age, so uh, it's, she's not in her. F- she's not in her thirties. So let me just put that. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> A polite way. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, the having said that, that how does she navigate in this world as a businesswoman and as a black woman and with so much happening in the world and also she, they both of them come from very political families. So I was really interested in their childhoods and everything else. So that's what I'm interested in. So I'm not sure how, how much is going to get recorded. So we're just going to dive and have a conversation. And one last thing. I was doing, not that long, about 40-day sunrise series of every single day taking a photograph of a sunrise at the, wherever I was. So I was kind of sharing and I, I was sharing with both of them about my experience. When I went to the beach, I saw these young people in the deep, in the water, up to their chest with their cell phone pointing at them and I'm thinking, oh my God, that they're, they're going to drop that phone? Like, how do you do that? Because one good wave would get the water. Into a foam because they do have water resistant, I guess. So I was kind of explaining like, this is crazy. You get up early in the morning, you know. People go to this and they're just so busy taking selfie. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. So Kimberly and 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 Kenneth kind of chimed in and started explaining about the um, the mentality of. This generation—it was fascinating. It truly was because I also experienced being in in the uh, coming from Louisiana not that long ago on the plane, and I I saw couples. Well, except the couple was, one was to my right and one was to my left, and first I thought they were a couple. Then I decided they weren't a couple because they both didn't put their headset on. They were just totally into what they were doing, never spoke to each other, never touched each other, they were anything. So that was kind of conversation about the kids, uh, the young people, or old people taking their videos and everything else, sitting on a beach at 6.30 in the morning, or the people who are sitting in a, uh, in a plane not talking to each other. So, but they had a lot to say, so I was just so interested and I wanted to hear it, so, so here we are. So those are the three, three conversations that I wanted to have. So where should I dive in from, so, so let me introduce and I'm being recorded and you're watching us, so it? Can, can you um, introduce yourself, just tell a little bit about you and then when you're done, Kimberly, you can do the same, yes.
1: So uh, hello everyone, my name is Kenneth Adams. Um, I Basically, I work in technology, uh, like we said earlier. Uh, Dealing with that aspect and dealing with the fact that people want a product so bad, um, you see it. You see that we've now become a society that relies on phones and relies on things that aren't that important to me. Um, I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, working in it but I think that's what makes me so good and because I don't care that much about it. I use it, but I don't let it use me. So I can definitely tell you that. Um, I do also have podcasts as well. Um, my newest podcast is called Hits, Cuts, and Bruises. That's coming soon. Um, we should start that next month, but we're currently filming. Um, on my Instagram, which is under kennycam one I do shows on average about once a month. I need to pick that up because I got a lot of people who request those shows, so I will be doing another one very soon for that.
0: Okay, so Kimberly, what would you like to tell about yourself? Kenneth didn't tell a whole lot about himself, but you will, you think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm Kimberly, I'm Kenneth's oldest sister. And- The um, smart one. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm an
2: insurance agent, um, property investor, and uh, a big sister, and aunt. To a whole a cousin, a niece, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, not as into technology. I always get whatever he has left over and I'm fine with it, as long as it works.
1: You got that phone new.
2: I bought that phone I got my know. first new phone um, a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh-huh. Other than that, I got a hand-me-down when <laughs> he got a new one, so.
0: Well, let me just, um, just direct a little bit. The dynamic between you two is really, for me, is a lot of fun, because you're still like a kid, post to, and like I said, you're more than 30-something. But both of you, inter- interchange and exchange, is like still that young children. So I I, I always find that it's thrilling to watch, and it warms my heart. Um, I was going to, on one hand, I'd like to hear just a little bit about both of your background, because we both of you are very, very successful, and but you're still rooted in your own community, the way you grew up, right? Correct. And could I ask, and both of you can answer that, then we'll just kind of jump jump into a different conversation. But what is it different from when you grew up and now? What is the biggest difference that Have you noticed it?
2: Um. Well, like you say we're both kind of still in the same community that we grew up in. Um that has changed drastically. Um as far as the number of homeowners compared to when we were kids, the stability um on my mom's street, you didn't see the moving in and moving out. It was the same people year after year and if they passed, maybe the kids replaced them. To now you can't recognize the home anymore as someone's family home. Um, that's the biggest difference for me. Um, neighbors aren't forever like they used to be. People move up and move on. Um,
0: as far as community, that's one of the biggest changes I've seen. So in terms of the sense of stability of, of a community, it's, it's no longer there really?
2: Well. Um, I mean that—that's what—that's—that's that's what I classify as stability, the same home, sure. thirty years. I mean, we were all born and raised in the same home that we own now. Um, I don't see that, but I can't say that that's someone else's stability. But for me, as far as a sense of community, when you knew that that was Mrs. Jones' home, mm. Mrs. Thomas's home, or whatever the case may be, um, now you don't know the people nor do you even try to know them. I mean at this point now my neighbors are just kind of wave. I couldn't tell you a name. I couldn't tell you anything about them.
0: So actually I think what you're saying is in many ways that we, we don't feel safe as we used to because before if you knew the Mrs. Jones and you know so-and-so, if you had a children or you had an emergency, you can call them exactly. and they will show up. Now you have absolutely no idea. So it's, mm-hmm. that's a sense of, um, um, not being grounded, really, is that you're living in places and you're not sure of your neighbor and their likes and dislikes or anything. Right. So, which seemed to me that would be kind of disturbing a little bit, because before it was that sense of home, that you know where you belong and, and the people that who surround you. Now, you just kind of feel like you are on your own. I don't mean just you, but everybody. If we are living in neighborhood, there's constant changes, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go a little bit further in terms of how does that affect in terms of business as well because you you have a business really close to your home.
2: Um, I don't think it necessarily affects the business. Um, I mean what I do for a business is insurance. No matter where they live or who they live next to if they have to have it. So, I don't think it affects me. Well, what I didn't mean, I mean in so
0: much that is when you did the business, when there was more stability of a people that you knew, so do you do business with people now that you don't know, just like your yes. neighbor posted before you did your, you know, that's their grandmother and their mother, and their, right? It's, their, a, it's a
2: good mix. Um, my business with strangers and people that I've known a lifetime, um, it's a good mix. I would say that.
0: So since I am talking to Kimberly, I'm going to just go a little bit further before I switch up uh, asking Kenneth, but in terms of do you think the business that you are in has made big changes? And because you, I think you work for a large insurance company before you opened your own agency, right? Yes. Okay, so what is the difference in today's world in 2022 post to when you started it? And, and also being a black woman, does that have any...
2: Um, I don't think my race has affected me at all necessarily in my business. Um, I think what has changed is that one time when you had an insurance agent, you relied on them, um, for the things that you did not know. The customer now is a lot more savvy. So they come to you and specify exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. And you kind of negotiate between what you believe that they need and what they've already read online, what their friends have already told them, um, and you kind of go somewhere in the middle where years ago you didn't have those resources, so you kind of just believe what the agent you're right, said. You just,
0: you're hoping right. you the quality people and follow exactly.
2: Okay. It was a, It was a better level of trust.
0: Okay, so yeah. Which which is interesting because again that it's whether it's you feel safe in a home and in your neighborhood or whether it's in the business that you know that, that you feel safe with your insurance agent or not so we're, we're basically we're talking about instability and discomfort in this world in uh, 2022 so yeah. I'm going to kind of just switch over to Kenneth and Kenneth and would you like to uh, tell me the you know of your what's it like and the difference between when you were growing up and the stability and instability. Also, I think you lived in Orlando at or some yes. And that you do have a son that you're raising who's in, in school. So in terms of the stability that you have when you were younger, or mm-hmm. at least you think you did, or maybe you didn't, mm-hmm. or that the stability your son has, and if you,
1: you could tell us, contrast. So, you know, you really and truly see the effect that your parents had on you, um, because when I did have my house in Orlando, I made sure that my son knew his neighbors. I made sure my son went out and made friends. He was the only child, so I knew the neighbor on the side of me. I knew the neighbor over here. I knew the neighbor. You know, I I went, uh, and I think what also helped me as well, our mailboxes were not attached to the house. So you had to walk down the street to go and get the mail. Mm-hmm. So, of course, walking down the street, you might just so happen to see your neighbor. You might just, so happen, you know, so it was forced interaction, mm-hmm. which I would have personally done anyway, because mm-hmm. that's the way I felt that I needed to be. I needed to be a neighbor.
2: Right.
1: I felt it was my duty. I was charged with this. Hey, I chose this neighborhood for a reason, and I need to know who's around me, especially sure. with having a small kid. Yeah. Um, when we bought that house, my son was three. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was like, I I envisioned him growing up in this neighborhood Mm -hmm. and I wanted to make sure that he knew his neighbors. Mm -hmm. And it actually ended up being the exact same way. Mm -hmm. So the stability part of it, um, he was always, I always felt that he was in a safe neighborhood. I always felt that he could go outside at any time. I didn't feel bad about it, Um, but fast forward now, if I had the same situation, I still would charge my son and make him know that you have to know people outside of a screen. Mm. And, you know, the the fast fastest growing demographic of any type of entertainment is streaming. We're watching a box, we're watching a television, we're watching, you know, we don't have to be at home when the six o'clock news comes on, mm-hmm. news is all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think because of the access that we have, mm-hmm. we then, can essentially take that access and kind of push it on our children. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. If you go to the grocery store, you know, you're talking about going to the grocery store earlier, you're gonna see these little kids with a pink little case for their iPad.
0: Right.
1: You know, And it's made to pacify a child. Right. And then we're not taught to interact. We're not taught to be aware of our surroundings, you know, if there's something bad going over there in that corner, you know? You don't know. All you're doing is just paying attention to this little device.
0: So that's the big difference between when you were growing up and now. Yes. That's a thing. And you also answered some of the questions about what you're countering to make sure your son had people in his lives mm-hmm. and things like that. So actually, this is perfect because I didn't intend to necessarily— I mean, I wasn't quite sure how it was going to go, but when you have a conversation with people, uh, and if we are interested as much as because when three of us get together, we can kind of pull anything and everything was what's going on in the world and we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. So Kenneth has just helped us to, to dive into the direction that the first conversation is that both of you could have added at this point. It's about that little box and really allowing children to pacify. And it isn't just the children. My concern as a yoga teacher and as a meditation center and what I do here is the biggest thing is that I've, I have watched a disconnection between one human being to another and being a bit horrified because that place, much bigger picture, is who are we as a society? And then you, lately there's been a lot of suicides and I'm sure the mental health issue has been going on for years, this is nothing new. But I have like literally in very short time, um, I know like three, four people that um, committed suicide within like three months. How does this how does this happen in this world? And the things that you didn't expect. And I correlate all this with to some degree with this disconnection. Because when you see a people are lonely, but they don't know how to engage. So I was a little bit confused, but Kimberly and, and Kenneth was able to kind of set me straight and say, oh me soon, because the world's this way. And I'm still trying to navigate and understand that. So, you, when I said, well, I don't understand when they're lonely, why are they looking at the devices that are going to say hello to the neighbor or, or do something or go volunteer, and Kenneth, would you like to take it from here and say, you, an, you kind of answer, like, why, you said.
1: Um, this is their version of reality. We can touch someone. We can see that that's a plant. We can see that the things that are all around us exist versus that person has now totally checked out of those things that are around them and everything is important inside this little box because we were talking about likes. If I post a picture, I'm gonna post a picture with the full intention of making someone happy, but maybe in turn, it's gonna make me happy as well because, you know, hey, I might be at my favorite resort you know, hey, I went out of town, I went on vacation, I, and you know, all the things that I'm going to post, everyone's going to like. But I'm just not that type of person. I don't post those things.
0: Right, but now you're not. Know, now, mm-hmm. I, I think I would like to jump it over to Kimberly, and maybe Kimberly could answer. You're very private. You don't even have a Facebook page, and— I have one, I just don't go on
2: it, and I don't even remember my password.
0: <laughs> right. So both of you, I mean, Kenneth is in the technology, you know But still, both of you are very mindful, and that might have something to do with your age and your wisdom. But again, you're the one was beginning to explain about some of your friends that, you know, or at least on your age group, that one who does do the, all the posting, one who does do all the, uh, you know, that um, softies and everything else. Why all the people that you know they do? Are they connected to themselves or are they disconnected from your perspective? I think my
2: friend group, um, there's, a, there's a, a, a very defined line from those that do and those that don't. And on the don't side, there are ones that have these, what do you call them, maybe ghost pages. Where they're on there, but no one knows they're there. They just happen to know everything that's happening on social media. Versus me, I was like clueless. Um, I would have to get a screenshot or someone is texting me something that has happened because I'm just not connected in that kind of way. And then there's the other half that you have to say, please don't post my picture. Or please don't put this on Facebook or Instagram. You have to almost beg them not to do it. But I just think it's the age and what you're into um, where I think it's a generation maybe just below us where it's everybody's thing. But I think because I've lived both sides, I just agree with the old way. I like um, physical contact. I like physical communication. I still like to talk on the phone versus texting, Um, but um even going back to the business that's one of the things that have changed to talk to someone to get them to answer the phone just regarding a policy renewal or changes you will get a better response by email or by text so we've had to incorporate that
0: now in terms of when i was asking about the technology aspects and why people are doing it Do you find that people who's really, really connected to more social media and everything else are more happy or they're more disconnected? I think
2: they're more disconnected. They cannot, um, they cannot let time lapse. Let's say you're on a plane and may not have that access. And as soon as that plane lands you can see the people like what did i miss in these last two hours and you're trying to just like get your bag excuse me you know um can i get my bag but they're so engrossed because for those two hours they may have missed something to me what could you have missed someone posting an outfit a new baby their meal um i, I don't know vacation but It's almost like a drug, as far as I'm concerned. Even at um, concerts, to me, I want to visually see the performance, remember it. Meanwhile, they are either recording or turn backwards, filming themselves
0: with the recording. With the
2: with the performance in the back, look, I'm at this concert. I don't get it. Even. Even my favorite people, maybe their one song comes on, it's like, oh, I have to get this. I ne- I've never gone back and looked at that video. Ever, 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 ever. Maybe I see your favorite person, and it's like, oh, I'll record this for me. I, I shoot it to you, but I never, so I always wonder for the people who record the entire performance or concert, what do you do with it later?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm go, I'm going to come back, but I wanted to uh, kind of uh, to answer some of that in terms of this what they are so engaged into this, but they are so disconnected. Do you feel the same way as Kimberly does? and if you know I think what, what, what Kimberly' describing is really she is aware that all this performance that you people are doing, mm-hmm. and putting to people they don't really know, right?
1: it it's a combination of both okay so you know you can now these days make a friend of a complete stranger someone you've never met someone you've never seen someone you've never touched it's now possible because they're on both sides they're allowing it to happen you have to allow it to happen and you know that's that's what i'm saying as far as we we are on different levels. You're probably on level one of social media. She's obviously on level zero. I'm probably on level four. So we you know, even even with our interactions with social media, I accept it because I see the other side of it. I see how people respond. I see how people react to it. It's like, oh I got I got this new device and Take my picture, and I'm gonna post it right now. I'm going live. I'm gonna do this, and I see that. You know, I see okay. them getting really excited, and it's I understand
0: it. Yeah, but isn't there, is that is it an empty excitement? Or it's is not. It,
1: no, Why it's is that? real for them. Okay, it's one thousand percent real. There is a show um, which is excellent, uh, which I, I still gotta is watch. Is it your show? No, it's not <laughs> my
0: show.
1: My show is excellent as well, but um, it's a show uh, called Rap. I won't say the word, but it's rap, S H I T. The the reason why, that's the name of the show, is from Issa Rae. So she's very famous. Um, it's her, her, well, not her second show, but uh, her latest show. It's on HBO. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. But what makes it so good, that will probably freak both of y'all out if you haven't seen it, is. Every aspect of the show is done through a lens of somebody on a device. So they're constantly going live. They're constantly looking at what responses are that they're receiving on the internet. And they are 100% connected at all times. And they they show the positive side and Mm they show the negative side. But it also really and truly shows you that this is their reality now.
0: Okay. I think there was a couple other conversations that I want to have because, like, I, we, I could just stream through this conversation because what is their reality? of A couple of things that pop into my head mm-hmm. is in terms of their value system. How does it improve their life? Is what's happening, and you know, their psychologically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Because then also, what you said is an interesting. You can make friend now. Mm-hmm. It, you know, in the olden days they had a pimp house and things like that. Absolutely. But now it's like friends that you make on anywhere in the world from their so-called friend. But am I wrong? They're not really your friend friend, like the friend that you made in a childhood, the friend that who has on your back, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean, who has your back, that friend that is not that kind of friend. Am I wrong?
1: You are correct. But that's to you, that's to me, that's to her. To these individuals, yes.
0: Okay, well then let me ask, would they trust, would they, Did? Do you know any incidents that people they have their back, or is it just like a hello, goodbye? And look what I bought. You, and look what I'm doing. It's not necessarily that
1: you can look at the instances instances of catfishing, when you have someone who is able to present this completely different person that they are not, and gets this person to fall in love with them. That's a perfect example of that. So you know you got people that have gotten engaged, 90 Day Fiance, these shows. The, these are the
0: this is real for the individual. Okay, I, I could get myself into trouble for saying this. Be my guest. Yeah, but I I can't just help wondering. That is absolutely nuts. That's an unstable people. How do you go make this engagement and things lifelong things with people you never met, right? So you All you right. really talk? Am I? You talking about group of people? They're not grounded on reality of life, I would say.
1: The other example of that is a mail order bride. You have people who go online and just click a button, and then the next thing you know, a person has arrived.
0: Well, the mail order bride business is that some some degree you could almost say from desperation or whatever, and Did that it? that bride, right? so like oh dear God, you know <laughs> that what you two are talking about, like. So, how do you see, and both of you could answer that, how do you see um, this is affecting our society? Okay. Um,
2: I, I don't think it's realistic. I think you have to have a balance, especially for children. Um, I, I just, I, I think a kid should know both sides, but Some of these children are being raised by a person who only knows one side, and I doubt if it'll ever go back to the way that it was. It's too late. um, Where you meet people organically and in that kind of way. But um, I I just think it's all about balance. I think if you balance it, it's fine. And just to Kenneth's point, if I'm at zero and you're at one and he's at four, I don't think I'm really at zero. I don't think you are either. I, I indulge. I'm a YouTube. I would call myself a YouTube junkie. I find it informative in, in, in my next life, or maybe in this life, I would love to have a channel. Um, but I just don't see myself being the person who vlogs every moment of my life, every moment of my existence. I think it would be very strategic. I think would be very. Um, uh, I don't know the word, but it would yeah. still embrace my privacy. Put it that way.
0: So you know the difference between. I was going to say, and this is but the lack of the word: what is real and what is unreal. Some are performance, right? And this is a real life. So you can tell the difference, and you navigate through that. That's essentially what you're saying yes but how do you see can it in terms of to me there's a big big disruption in social structure of this entire planet from people are so into next picture and you know all that mm-hmm. that socially because they just go from the one video to the next or the next picture of are posting, posted There's some real work need to be done in this world. Right. Um, that, they don't seem to be connected with that. So do you see the disconnect? And how is it affecting the world planet that we live? You know, it's only...
1: The disconnect was, of course, heightened by the lockdown. Um, and so many people had these, Oh, I got time to just take a break. I can reinvent myself. And those that made that decision, some of them, they work for it. So that then caused a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the the mental breakdowns. Uh, it, it caused a, a lot of people to just be sad. And they thought they wouldn't come back out on the other side, this completely reinvented person. And That was their dose of reality, that they're not all of a sudden making a million dollars a day. They're not all of a sudden, you know, uh, I was able to take my Bitcoin or cryptocurrency and make it into a million dollars, and people were selling dreams at that time. Because you had a captive audience, everybody was at home. And so when they saw other people who were then doing these different things and you know, all of a sudden had this great idea that turned into a multi-million dollar idea, they thought, I could do it too. So, you know, the the aspects of society kind of not improving, I think it's both. Some aspects did improve, some aspects did not. Because, you know, we, we were talking about as far as, you know, in your intro, How in 2020, George Floyd was put 100% in everybody's face around the world. And this was an image that, as someone who's growing up in this country, I've seen it. I wasn't surprised. I didn't want to see it because I've seen it so many times in front of me. This wasn't a surprise. This wasn't, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this happened to this guy.
0: I've seen it. Now, you, you saw personally growing up, the rest of the world got to see it for almost first time or second time. Exactly. All they heard about it. So that's the huge difference, which the social media brought the attention to it, right. which was the uh, good point. Um, but to, to, to both of you, it's like, my God, it's about time. How long was that going to take before it, it will come up? Because you live with it all the time. But I guess the question that I have, and we can't possibly go into all of it, but do you see in terms of emotional um, devastation out of this much? Because when you think you have friends in you know, all this, and you keep posting to people that you want to be liked by people they don't even know or anything, this really is like a child who's trying to get attention, right? Am I wrong? It, you're getting the attention because you know, when a child will seek out, so this is a little more socially. Um, um, uh, Was so, social, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, that, that um, savvy, uh, you know, that who's doing it differently. Mm-hmm. But in the end of the day, it's really about pay attention to me, right? So do, have you seen or have friends that you know, that as suffer when—it's like waking up from the dream. When they keep working at it thinking, this is going to make me happy, and turn out there's nothing left. You know what I mean? You spend a lot of money, you still have to spend money to buy a device. You're looking for attention at a place that nobody can touch you, nobody can hug you, nobody can be there. So have you, have you had a friends and given, uh, you know, your, that you were there in between age? From me, Uh, have you witnessed that, particularly with the pandemic and everything else, and when people are coming out of it?
1: Um, I have a really good friend of mine, uh, James. Uh, He, we've known each other since seventh grade. He became a very big rapper. This is his job. He has to post every single day. He doesn't have a choice. So for him, you know, that's how he gets paid. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say I can see both sides of it because you do have these people that now they've gotten to a point where okay do I just completely stop? Am my check stops, or do I continue, and I you know keep pleasing the people that I really don't know, I really don't even care to know mm-hmm. because you know th- those people that choose to click on and choose to watch you daily. You have to give back to them, so that's it's a sense of guilt. It's like, well, if I didn't post anything today, wh- what am I doing here? You know, why, why, why do I not have the the drive to continue to please my fans?
0: Well, also that goes back and forth because you want you need to be um, you need to be fed by the fan as well. So it's not just your giving right. parties, you are getting fed. Yeah, right. give and take and then the question lie is, what are you really getting out of that thing that you think they're feeding you? Because that's kind of empty. So I guess my question, maybe Kimberly, like the answer is that, what does it do once, do you have a friend who woke up and said, oh my God, you know, it's like you thought you had something and all of a sudden they wake up and the reality of it, they don't have anything. They don't have the connection. And how it?
2: No, because I think my friends are a little bit outside of that realm um i i can tell you how it it has affected me i'm even one of those instant gratification people now i don't wait for thursday night at nine o'clock to watch my special show i'll rather wait till the season ends and sit and binge watch it on a saturday or a sunday and i think we kind of all do that um even my attention span from watching YouTube short clips, you know, you anything longer than a few minutes is kind of like oh, boring, or I can't wait to them to get wait for them to get to the point. So for a person who's level zero going through this, I can only imagine what it's like. Also, uh, oh, um, I have a, a nephew; mm. he's three and he's playing his game and he clicks on the game he starts it two seconds he clicks off he starts another game okay are you gonna play a game out no i don't like that game anymore goes to another and that's how he's playing his game he's not finishing he's not even beginning but he's all over the place and i and i think watching a three-year-old mm-hmm. do it i kind of think that's how my mind works sometimes how a lot of people's how scrambled he looked on his ipad mm-hmm. and shutting it down and starting over and picking something else i envision in my head that's what people's brains are doing just
0: we're just scattered we're just everywhere now Thank you. I think that that you really answer because that, that is attention span is getting yeah. and, and basically what are we teaching our children? Because their brain they need to be still, they capacity to be quiet, so to develop. And basically what you're confirming what I'm thinking is it doesn't have chance to develop. It doesn't have a chance to be still. So consequently that's a danger in the society. It's an
1: addiction.
0: It, it, it is. So we are training our children and ourselves. When so many people said, "I can't concentrate. I can't do this," and they're just flooding through. I can't even explain to them and the level of the damage that we are they are doing to themselves as well as to the society itself. But um, since we don't have all day and all night, but I do want to, and and, and that's this part of it. Is, do you see the different do you find it like some segment of society this is in America with the you know the melting pot of so many different people and now with the social media anybody with iPhone the Android whatever you can all get yourself on and somewhere do you see some population more than the other and that in effect of different people have you noticed
2: um not necessarily it just depends on how fast you learn I I I have a, a 90-year-old customer, emails oh, yeah. and texts better than anybody else okay. on the same level. And then I have a 40-year-old customer who has to come in and get help to e-sign documents. So I just think it's, it's what you do in life, um, your exposure, what you're required every day to do. If you're put in front of a computer and you have to do it, you have to you have to keep up. You don't have a choice um and then some people who never have to do you know maybe maybe they do warehouse work or or um something that doesn't necessarily keep them in front of a computer a lot maybe they have just let the last 15 20 years pass by i have customers that literally say i don't have an email and it's like what you have an email um so it it it's different. I, I can't say it's a demographic. It's an age. I think it's a race just a, or, or no. It's a mindset. because yeah. the person I'm telling you meets every criteria of not knowing how to do one of these things. He does. He does it well. He's over ninety.
0: Well, let me ask him. I'm toward the closing of this conversation. I think. Is do you think the technology? How does the technology has affected in terms of uh, African American community? Do you think it has benefited more in from your youth to now? So you literally watched an entire technology from the beginning. I mean, you don't like I come from a place that you know I got water from the well, and you know, we used to go. You don't have that. <laughs> but you might have, but the technology. So I saw from no light. To this computer with fast traveling, you know, the carrying water. So there's a very different world. But the, you guys, you grew up with this. It's a, it was coming out when you were little, so you could learn. Do you think it has? How has it? Do you see the the benefit have had, had in African American community, post to, so they say, other community. I, I think the influence
2: is no longer. Um designated to the parents and the family and the people that you want to influence your minors. Mm-hmm. They can click on a phone and get influence from somebody else, whether it be bad or good. Um, and I think, I think, I don't have children, but I think that's devastating that if I have decided to keep my kid in this bubble and only allow, as, Certain increments of their life, of their lives, to expose them to certain things, and they spend the night with somebody, and in the night get all of the things that I did not want them to be exposed to, or not even have to spend the night and go to the and see some of the stuff. You're just like, what? No, I didn't want them to see that. So I, I, I think. Um, Years ago, you know, we were only influenced by what we were around every day, and that was our pa- our parents and our our family. Um, and now it, it, it's been taken out of our hands, whether you like it or not. If you live anywhere, you, you, you see it and, and your children will see it. You, I, I think now you just have to do so much more explaining like, okay, that's not normal that's not right um, as opposed to how it was before.
0: I think that my question is it's in some degree is this in terms of, this is only my perception so I could be wrong so correct me. From my, my perception, particularly African American communities are more family-centered. They were, I would say, you know, and I'm sure the Irish and everybody else, they work, but most segments than what I've been exposed to living in America is where I looked at the root of the family was really bound together right. as an African-American family, more so than because, you know, there's really more, more central. How do you think this technology has, as you explain about, you know, that your children being exposed to things you don't want to, but do you think this has improved African American family life and everything else other than you know the neighbors changing or and, and lives on in many different ways or has it been more of distraction or more destructive
1: um I, i'll tell you in my opinion the 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 worst effect on the African American family has been the federal government that's that's just my opinion um between federal housing, you're, you cannot have the male figure in the house. That's horrible. That is absolutely horrible. So, you know, the absentee father that, oh, yeah, this is something that, you know, the, the guy just decided to run away. No, if the, if the mom and the kids receive federal assistance,
0: he can't be in the house. Right. Now, I'm going to stop you for right. a second because the backtrack. My question I was asking, and that's almost in a different segment because I think that what you're talking about, mm-hmm. we should have an entire conversation because... Okay. <laughs> because, so, think, no, because like No, because Michael <laughs> suffered that he's a white uh, I know, Irish guy from... Um, uh south boston okay. and he suffered something very similar 60 years ago in terms of because he was a kid but he was college age so anyway so that's okay. like so that we're talking about different. which is a wonderful conversation to have but i guess my question lies is in terms of the social media all this electronic yes. do you think it has benefit the advancement of African American family, or has
1: it? As far as technology is concerned, yeah. there's always been a, a wealth gap. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, I was a former teacher, mm-hmm. and if I have a family that doesn't have internet, right? you know,
0: I can't send this kid home with homework they okay. don't have access to the internet, so they became more of a disadvantage with the technology coming exactly. because they were in different right. uh, economic status right so okay. that that
1: part of it was it was amplified during right. lockdown right where you had these kids it's
0: like, okay, you gotta have Zoom class right they don't have a computer, no, have a they computer. Don't have internet and so yeah. things it.
1: so so those things were you know really shown to be. You're like this, isn't fair. So, as far as technology as a whole, there's parts that have improved, there's parts that have basically made worse. So, the improvement part to me is access to things outside of the four walls. As a kid, go to school, go home. Go school. That's primarily those three places that you go to. And essentially now where the student helps out is that I've never been to Greece before. Let me go and take a tour of Greece. I can go on YouTube and I can see somebody has recorded their tour of Greece because I've never been in this place before. And it kind of takes me there virtually.
0: So it's been exposed in terms of regardless of status and economic status and things, it gives more more accessibility. Mm -hmm. So do you think in overall that improves? So as I open, my question is in terms of how has the technology has has helped everybody, you know, go yeah. forward. Okay, so, that's, so that, that's a positive thing. That's
1: an absolute positive thing. Okay. And those are the things that I concentrate on. I concentrate on, you know, that I say you got to use technology and not let it use you. So if there is a place or there's a topic or a subject that you never thought of, you might be even interested in, something that me and my sister share is that we watch videos of guys cutting grass that's overgrown. Okay, you know, right? exactly no that, that? Yeah. Uh-huh. that. It's satisfying. It's, <laughs> why? The, it's 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 the completion. It's the before and it's the after. So, you know, if I if, like I'm gonna detail my car this weekend. It's the before
0: yes. as far as how
1: horrible it looks, and then the after. And it looks incredible.
0: Now, if I may say so, Kenneth, yes. that sounds weird. Because if I wanted to have a car, it's like watching somebody else detailing car from beginning to the end. Yes. The satisfaction of that he's watching. Now, to me, I don't know what part of the brain that I'm missing that makes absolutely no sense. Because I would rather go out and do, you know, do my car in terms of you know detail. So for both of you maybe that's the age gap that we're <laughs> having. I have no idea. You might be surprised. Um, <laughs> let me, I, I just wanted to add
2: something about um, how, what's the question?
0: How has how um, it improved? Is it advantage or disadvantage of this much? For like
2: me, I think it's been a disadvantage. I'm, I'm a very big family person. I come from my mom of nine and my dad of seven. And We lost both of our parents in what, the last six years?
1: Dad was 2015, mom was 2019.
2: Right, so they were both the eldest children in their families. So our whole life has been about having family around, family events, I mean the most, it's like, oh, it's my mom's birthday tomorrow, we would get a cake and 25 people would would be there in a matter of a phone call. So um, COVID kind of shut that down. But for the cousins or the family who are on social media, they may not have that same urge that I have because they kind of see Everybody mm, on social yeah. media. I don't see them on social media. So I miss all my aunts and my uncles and my cousins that I don't get a chance to see. I still want to have something where we all come around. Right. But um, at one time, you say like, well, when are we doing this? Or when are we having this? And people will ask so much until you just be forced to have something. I don't think it happens anymore because I think they still have that satisfaction on the Internet where I don't get to have that
0: satisfaction. Right, I think what you're saying is basically, it it isn't the same thing, but they think it's the same thing because they kind of know By looking at through the internet, even though they want to see what's going on,
2: what they're doing, so
0: instead of being actually participating, so so that has kind of really slowed down, and that has kind of been not this you know this integration of really people connecting with each other. So essentially, Mm -hmm. that's and it's it isn't just about. families. is also about friends because they right. think they're connecting. So, again, it's dis- into inter- inter- integration of our relationship with one another, mm-hmm. which is an entire different, um, th- again, is an entire different uh, subject matter. But I think I do have to say, as I'm going toward the ending of this, is I think as I'm talking to you, and we didn't even begin to cover the things that I, I would like them maybe <laughs> another segment, but I think both of you sets a little bit apart from possibly. I would, I wouldn't say that both of you are average, um, regular family. I think you, you two have um, different access. Am I correct? And different capacity. You have a lot more choices that you have had throughout your life, I think. Mm-hmm. So you're not just the average African-American family who lives. So you, your exposure and your um, ability to discriminate and the way you both of you live your life is, in. I was going to say, almost um, help me out here what would be would you say you have a different access the access to everything I mean your capacity to travel all over the world and you know and your capacity to make choices and do things so you have been really you're you're more of I think we've had some exposures
2: that some people have not had um but things like Traveling is so common now. It's just something that people have decided that they're going to spend their money on. Uh, I don't think it's rare anymore that people travel. Um, But growing up and and the thinking and the mindset and the exposure was definitely different for our time compared to the
0: other families that we knew. But do you think maybe both of you are just a little, uh, a lot more different than your counterparts, like religious that you, you have? But like-minded people
1: pretty much find each other. Right. Well, that's you true. You know, we grew up as basically a middle class family. Um, maybe in some, some segments might have been upper middle class. So what ends up happening is like, I think about my first computer. My mm-hmm. first computer I got when I was like probably eight, got a VCR when I was what? Uh, I was in the seventh grade, I'm like eighth grade. So these were very expensive, high, high-dollar right, items. Right, yeah. And but for Christmas, I usually only asked for one thing.
0: Yeah,
1: and it was usually an expensive thing. Yeah, and because I was really into technology, and I was uh, this technology journey started very young and very you know I went to computer summer camp, so I would do things like that. Right. Um, but the access definitely benefited us.
0: Yeah, that's the um, word I was looking for, yeah, was it, to it, have access. Yeah,
1: it benefited us, and we can, we can tell, um, but like I said, if she has 10 friends, the 10 friends are like this. It's not 10 friends that are, okay, we got somebody that's dead, broke every week, and then right. we got somebody that's super rich, you know, you find like-minded people. So the same way that, you know, we grew up in a middle class with all our friends are the same, that's they're true. middle class. So that's that's just the norm that's that's pretty much everybody
0: well i was going to say actually i'm going to make a little correction that's not true Really? Yeah, no, it's not true for both of you. I know that for that one, and I know Why? that for sure. Because you no. do have friends who no. I mean, it's, it's kind of joking. But <laughs> you 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 have a friend. Something you do in terms of you know they're they're super super well doing, and you're doing very well. But so you you know it's in terms of that. So yeah, you guys travel in a little bit of a different circle, I would say.
2: <laughs> well, but but still, but um, it's normal to you, right? But I don't I don't have a single new friend. Um, I. I mean, I'm still best friends with my friend from kindergarten, my I friend know. from the that third just, grade. That
0: is so beautiful. Yeah.
2: And, and we all grew up very, very similar. Um, so as adults, you know, our, our thinking and our exposure is very, very similar. Um, I have very few friends that just were not exposed or maybe some childhood friends, maybe that grew up on the street or something like that. but when it comes to travel and that type of thing my core is still my core okay. every now and then you're kind of like okay come on and maybe not invite that person again because it's just different but um yeah i mean all of us i mean his his friend group are the same guys the that same. got on my nerve it's as exactly kids same. in the household and my friend group is the same identical people
0: didn't change at all the last question for both of you, how has the pandemic has affected you and your family life, professional life, and—I uh, yeah, I was going to be personal, but the family life who comes in the category. of so How has that how's it affected both of you? I, either one of you can answer.
2: Um, I think during the pandemic, it, um, it affected everyone. I don't think it had necessarily a lasting effect. Um, I don't think it's something we'll ever forget in our lifetime. We'll always refer to that year that really just wasn't a year for most people. Um, And I started off, I think, on the pandemic, like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna be skinny by the time people see me again. This stuff never happened. All I accomplished was watching all the Netflix series. But I, I don't think it had, I think personally we all needed to reset. I think it kind of needed to happen. I'm not happy that it happened in hindsight, but I, I think that was the, the universe's way of saying, Standing all sit down, be still, <laughs> and, and let's reevaluate and rethink some things.
0: I, and it had to happen. Great. I love that answer. I love that answer. And that is correct. That is right. absolutely correct. So thank you. And what about you, Kenneth?
1: I, I think the hardest part was um, my son. My son had uh, just graduated high school. He's class of 2019, going off to Florida State. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I get to start my new chapter. And all of a sudden, no, you don't get to start your new chapter. Right. Uh, me personally, I had decided to take a year off from work. I wasn't working for nobody, doing nothing at all. I was just going to travel. That was it. And then, of course, we all know what happens. I was able to travel a little bit. So I did get some travel in, so I'm grateful for that. Um, But I I had a list of so many places that I was going to go during that time. So I still haven't gotten back on that level. I've, I've been a couple places, but nowhere close I I literally had a major trip planned, basically every month. That that was my whole plan. I wanted to go all over the world. I wanted to do these different places, but.
0: So, do you think the pandemic has affected you personally, positive, or more negative or more positive? For me, it was more negative. Okay.
1: Because it, it it showed our inabilities to. It showed how much we have to depend on other things. All these other things have to be in play before we can move. No kidding. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, I want to go to Miami right quick. Oh, right. don't have any gas. You know, so it's yeah, like Yeah,
0: and I think that was, that was a really good point by Kimberly, is that it helped us to reset and yeah. re- understand the dependence and independence of, with each other and everything. And I think that is really, if we utilize it to understand that it was a reset, and it yeah. really, I, I didn't quite look at it in, in that profound, big way. But as Kimberly said, because I mean, I heard people saying, "You know, this was God's way of sending you, all of us, to our own room yeah. the thing. But I think the way Kimberly put it is that reset. I think that um, that's beautifully put, and I think it is. And if, if any of us chose to utilize it, it's like everything else. It, there's always good and the bad on everything. If it's what you focus on is the what you get. So I'm going to say thank you very, very much. I think this is conversation, it wasn't as... um Shop and edgy, maybe. But anyway, I think this was a really a good conversation. I'm glad. And I'm going to ask Kenneth and Kimberly, I'm going to do this, I think, and maybe more individually, because what Kenneth was talking about, it is about welfare system. It's about what's happening. I think these are really—and we've never got to touch on the conversation about what is it like to be really a black man growing up in America and what's it like in 2022? Or being a woman in this world and being a black woman running a business and what's it like in 2022? With this, you know, uh, we're looking forward to possibly a governor in Georgia, possibly, and black woman, which is very exciting. So thank you all for joining. I hope it was an enlightening conversation. This is just a conversation with a friend, but also being mindful, be present with each other, because we all know this is not a permanent gig. We are all going to die. So it's a how you're going to utilize and spend your time. Is that's what it all relies on. So how are you going to spend the time that remains? Thank you very much, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you.